You're listening to PlayStation Unchained. Howdy folks, welcome to episode 61 of PlayStation Unchained. I'm your host for this week's episode, Mike Harrodance, and I'm joined once again, as ever, by my ubiquitous co-host, Ben Shillabier-Hall. How's it going, Ben? Ah, amazing. Amazeballs. Just brilliant. Yeah, because you have some awesome KFC-flavoured news, don't Uh, you? Yeah, no. (laughs) KFC will finally open up in Scarborough tomorrow. Yes! You heard it here, folks. KFC and Scarborough. Go and yeah. queue now. <laughs> well, I bet there's going to be huge queues. I'm, I'm going to go tomorrow. I bet I'll be lining up forever. I'll be, <laughs> in, are... it. I'll be in it next month, probably. <laughs> this is significant for you because you've actually had to travel quite a way to get a KFC before. Am I right? Uh, yeah, I would have to get a train and travel about 50 minutes. Holy crap. Just, wow. Just to get to a KFC. Well, I like KFC, but I wouldn't travel 50 minutes for KFC. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would, I would normally go if there because that's the nearest cinema as well, anyway. So, oh, okay, yeah, cool. Um, some um, double deal then in that case. Yeah. Well, so, um, it's good to have you back, Ben, and thank you for doing um last week's episode, which was sixty, the Magic sixty. I know. I'm very sorry I couldn't have been, uh, couldn't be there last week. Uh, my schedules on weekends have been a bit patchy lately. Yeah, but... with those strippers, <laughs> they were a bit patchy as well, but. No, well, unfortunately, <laughs> I, I can't. Rem- <laughs> Good, I can't actually remember if I told you. I think I told Gary this in chat, but I didn't actually go to the strip club. I was actually playing Assassin's Creed Rogue because I had to review it and I was behind schedule, so I cancelled the yeah, I cancelled the script <laughs> the strip club visit to play a video game. I know, I, as Gary said, I'm a hardcore gamer, but Amazing. I would have said something a bit ruder about myself for sad. <laughs> but there we go. Oh, beep. Oh, sorry. No. <clears throat> well, sorry uh, about that, Glenn. No, you don't have just the audio issues. <laughs> <laughs> and look, speaking of Gary, we have Gary here with us now. Gary, how's it going, man? Uh, it's going pretty good. How are you guys? I'm good. I'm good. Um, it's a Sunday night. Um, not not my favourite night of the week, but hey, what, um, you know, I'm not going to complain. I'm chatting games with you guys, so yeah, I'm good. Uh, ben, you're good as well, yeah. I am amazing. Good, good, good. Um, yeah, you two. Um, great work with uh, the last podcast. That's a uh, uh, it's another milestone, uh, another um, notch on the bedpost, or whatever you want to call it. So, yeah, sixty-one episodes. Well, we're recording sixty-one now. I can't believe it. That is just gone. Well, I can't believe. It. Are we beating RDGH? We must be, surely. I think we are. Yeah, but they're catching up. I think. No, about yeah. like twenty episodes. Yeah. Oh, okay. You got to remember that we started before RDGH as well. Yeah, so. we did. But they, yeah, they've been doing a good job though. Yeah. Anyway, let's um get on with this show. <clears throat> First up, um, we're diving into news now. Uh, this was at the beginning of uh, the week on Monday, the twenty. Uh, sorry, on uh, Monday, the seventeenth of November. What mind about twenty second? Well, that was yesterday. <laughs> uh, this is uh, news that Assassin's Creed Unity has missed out on the top spots on the UK charts by sixteen thousand units. It was beaten by, of course, no surprise, Call of Duty: Advanced Warfare. Uh, which uh, managed to secure a second week at number one despite a 77% drop in sales. However, it's not all bad news for um, Assassin's Creed. Uh, uh, 52% of copies of the game were sold on PS4, while Xbox One took up 46%. Um, Rogue also um, made its way into the uh, top 10. That made number six. I'll, I'll, read, to, I'll actually read up the top, uh, the top 10. It's Advanced Warfare, Unity, Halo, Master Chief Connection, uh, Collection, FIFA 15, Lego Batman 3, Assassin's Creed Rogue, Minecraft PlayStation Edition, Pro Evo 2015, World of Warcraft, Warlords of Draenor, uh, sorry if I pronounced that wrong, and Destiny. Uh, this is the top 20 there if you guys actually want to check that out. Um, Assassin's Creed Black Flag is still hovering around there as well. Um, well, Assassin's Creed is obviously a big seller. Um, I didn't expect it to um, supplant um, Call of Duty, to be honest, but... This this month has just been chocker block. I mean, seriously, look at that top. Look at the top five. You've got Call of Duty, Assassin's Creed, Halo, FIFA, and Lego. Le- um, Lego Batman. I mean, Lego is a pretty popular um, series as well. This is just uh, there's some there's some stiff competition there. So I think it's quite impressive that they managed to. Um, it, it like I said, it, they almost beat it by 16,000 units. That's pretty damn close. Um, what do you guys think about this? Are you surprised about that at all? Uh, let's start with Ben. I can't believe that. Call of Duty at number one spot. I know 
<laughs> so shocking. Um, nah, I, I was expecting this to be honest. It's yep. the Assassin's Creed game has got very, it's got more stale over time. But then so is Call of Duty. But you know what, Call of Duty fans are like. Yeah, it's um, I suppose you could say both um, both series could suffer from brand fatigue by now, definitely, especially Call of Duty. But um, yeah, I haven't played more, uh, Advanced Warfare enough to judge on that. But um, it, it certainly from what from what my brief hands on um, have given me, it seems to be um, they they definitely um, improved quite a lot on it. So um, well, it, I've got it as mm. well, and I do like it. But it's it's a game that I like occasionally. You know, I might be in yeah. the mood to play it. Mm. They'll yep. they'll stop and then I'll be in the play. Yeah. Yeah, I get you. Um, Gary, how about you? Uh, do you own any, any of these games as well, for that matter? Call of Duty, Assassin's Creed. Uh, no, I actually don't own any of them right now. <laughs> oh, Gary, how good you? You're a disgrace to motherland. <laughs> well, what? Why disgrace motherland? <laughs> I don't know. I just felt like saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, Call of Duty. Because of reasons. Yeah, reasons. <laughs> Call of Duty, I usually uh, buy for my brother as a Christmas present every year. All right. Because um, he loves those games. So he, I buy for him and then I play it. So. Um, Unity, no. Uh, I've kind of stopped buying Assassin's Creed. Uh, for now, I kind of got tired of it uh, and the formula of it. Um, the, the thing that surprises me, though, is that FIFA is not number one. I mean, <laughs> FIFA in the UK should always be number one. It, it usually stays up there for like six months. It, us- um, <laughs> it does. Usually, what happens is um, the others and uh, the others eventually move down, and FIFA moves up or stays in the same <laughs> high place. So, yeah, we'll be seeing FIFA around fifteen there for a long time. Definitely, as you said, it's just in the UK. I don't know what it's like in America, but um, in the UK, they're FIFA mad. Seriously, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, FIFA is popular here. It's just not as popular as it is there. What about Pro Evo? How popular is that? Uh, Pro Evolution, uh, not so much, actually. I don't think it ever cra- cracks the top 10 in the States at all. I know uh, it's huge in Japan. It's bigger than FIFA is in Japan, but... Yeah. And same with Europe. In Europe, it's almost it's bigger than FIFA in a lot of places. Really? Yeah. Well, I didn't actually know that. I thought FIFA was um, um, you know, top of the game, sort of all over Europe. Nah, Pro Evolution Soccer, well, when it was good on the PS2 era, was... was it, it, it definitely fell downhill, but yeah. now I guess it's picking up with the new one that they just released. So. Yeah, that got some good um, reviews out there, including from us. Um, I remember when I... I've said this before. When I was in school, uh, which we're going back to the, the late 90s here, early 2000s, FIFA was um, actually... Um, you um, wasn't really looked upon very positively. It was all about Pro Evo back then, and then just... Um, in the in the like the PS3 the PS3 era, it completely changed around. Um, FIFA really um, up their game. Then again, I can't really. I mean, I don't know anything about football games. This is just from you know what I've talked. Um, I've gathered from talking to people. But, but there we go. Um, I think I think the, the thing that's helping Pro Evo right now is it uses a brand new engine. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's isn't it using the, the Fox game. engine? Yeah, it's the first game to to release with the Fox engine. So yeah, uh, FIFA's Wait. been the same engine for a while now. Wait, wasn't the Fox engine used for... Ground Zeroes. Ground Zeroes. Yeah, it was. Oh, okay, yeah. It was Sorry, there. my fault. No, no. no. Okay. But Ground Zeroes isn't actually... I don't consider it a full release, though. It's more I like... I don't know. It's only seven pounds. Pack, so. If anything, I would call it an expansion pack release. Yeah, uh, that's a whole but that's a whole other debate, that is. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll have to talk about that um, when Phantom Pain comes out and compare. But... It could be... What would you call it, though? The game's not out yet. So would it be called a pre-expansion or... Uh, is it a pre? I don't know. A pre-expansion, pre-spanish. Pre-spanish. Yeah, that sounds that sounds like an animal, like a cocker spaniel. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay, let's, this is getting scary now. Um, moving on. Um, God of War dev working on next big franchise. Uh, Sean Layden, president of Sony Computer Entertainment America has revealed that Sony Santa Monica is currently working on its next big franchise for PlayStation formats. So they didn't actually disclose which PlayStation formats. It could it could be Vita and PS3 and PS4. Let's, let's be honest, it's most probably PS4. Uh, this was um, revealed during an interview. This was actually a large interview with VentureBeat. Um, there's been tons of quotes from this interview going through um, throughout the week, actually. So if you guys haven't read the interview, you should, or at least check out what we've been reporting on it. 
Um, he quote, he says, and I quote, uh, uh, he was actually talking about women in video games. Uh, in the development group, we have Shannon Studstill, who runs our whole Santa Monica operation. Uh, she's going to bring the next big franchise out from there, there being Sony Santa Monica. So um, obviously, guys, they're um, the um, guys behind God of War, and they're also working with, um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Ready at Dawn on The Order 1886. So um, <clears throat> it should be interesting to see what they come up with. But as a lot of you guys will know, or at least fans of the uh, studio will know, they were working on a new IP, which was meant to be a, a science fiction themed uh, title, which was cancelled, confirmed, cancelled earlier this year. Uh, this also um, resulted in the departure of one of their longtime employees who served as the director on uh, God of War 3 in 2010. That was Stig. Uh, uh, Stig Asmussen. <laughs> I don't know if I present this pronounced his name right or not but yeah good old stig um i remember writing about him a lot back in the day back in the day um so guys sony santa monica god of house of god of war um new ip how are we excited about this gary how do you feel about this i'm always excited for new ips uh mm-hmm. new ips is what we need there's been way too many sequels coming out and mm-hmm. new ips is always and especially from a studio that's known for for their quality of games you know it's going to be a good game yeah um, it's just what it's gonna be is is the question, you know. But we'll we'll see. I, I'm still I'm still in favor that they're gonna do God of War, but they just might uh, revitalize it as something else with a different title. But it'll probably be the same. I um yeah about God of War. I'm um we definitely haven't seen the end of God of War, but I think what we're likely to do is see a new IP from them first, and I think God of War will come back sometime after that. But I don't know whether it's gonna be another Kratos game and because you know a lot of people would um, you know obviously if you play the games you could say his story is done and dusted or I think a reboot um wouldn't be out of the question at all um and a new time set and there's lots of um lore well, they could dive into I don't see why they have to kill Kratos all I mean they can still use Kratos just mm. put him in a different mythology now yeah have a Kratos for every period <laughs> I, I would I would love to see Kratos in, in uh, Norse mythology yeah Norse is a very popular voice yeah Norse comes up a lot um, Ben how would you feel well we know that Kratos isn't dead because of the end of God of War 3 mm-hmm. he crawls away doesn't he so so you get a Kratos and you get a Kratos everyone gets a Kratos yeah I guess um some people are fed up of playing this in from what you know this is just trying to be devil's advocate here um you know yeah. i've read, read both positive and negative things about him and some people are thinking you know after um uh, after the last god of war game um ascension um you know they saw oh, you know another kratos game kind of thing you know yeah. so there are some people out there who are kind of like against kratos but at the same time i mean i like kratos for the record nothing against him i'm positive you know i'm pro kratos but you never know um um, people, you know, they're. I mean, look at Devil May Cry. Look how look what happened with that. You never know. Um, anything could oh, happen. Please really. don't. No, no, sweet, no, no. I'm not saying. Go, no! I'm not saying they haven't. No. They're making go all emo. <laughs> no, don't. No, no. Well, he's already emo enough as it is. He doesn't need more emo. Mm. <laughs> no, no, just no. Don't even no. Just, just carry on. I'm gonna mute myself when I keep going. No. All oh, right. Okay. I was gonna say no. Right. Okay. <laughs> Okay, moving on. Um, this is an interesting one. PS4 has the next-gen lead, but EA says Xbox One is catching up. Uh, this is from Electronic Arts' uh, Blake Jordanson. They said that the Xbox One is swiftly catching up to the PlayStation 4 and global sales. Um, as we all know, PS4 has um, recently passed a 13.5 million units sold worldwide. It's probably a bit hard, bound to be higher than that one now. This was the last update a couple of months ago. Um, but he says that as a result of the um, $50 price drop and numerous other promotions uh, for the Xbox One, because there's a lot of um, a lot of the third-party games like Assassin's Creed are getting a lot of promotion on the Xbox One. I mean, certainly over here in the UK, we see that they're advertising it on Xbox. Um, he says, and I, I quote, uh, this was at, uh, uh, speaking at the uh, UBS Global Technology Conference. He says, um, clearly Sony has jumped, has jumped out to the lead with a great console and I think, uh, and I think a great pricing strategy. strategy. However, he said that Microsoft is catching up quickly. Pricing actions that are taking place, particularly within this Christmas season, driven by Microsoft around reductions plus a lot of bundled software, I think will continue to help pull the consumer into the new consoles. Uh, Xbox One uh, has shipped nearly 10 million units worldwide. Um, obviously, they were both released 
uh, this time last year, roughly. Um, how, and he also says that by Christmas, by the Christmas break, the install base for next gen will uh, hit north of 25 million, quote unquote. So there we go. Um, you know, this is quite an interesting thing. As I, I, I was, I wrote the story, and I was as I was writing it, I was thinking that uh, I think there's a problem with. Um, obviously, they've done Sony have done really well, but I don't know. I'm trying to find a way to word this because I think um, it, it just sounds, it sounds a bit too negative. But I don't know. I think there's uh, it's just that I think there's been a you know they started off really strongly. Sony did, and they had some good exclusive, but they've been kind of like this holiday lineup for exclusives hasn't been that strong for Sony. They had a, a botched launch with Drive Club and Little Big Planet 3 is their other big game. And obviously it's Little Big Planet. That's a great, it's, you know, it's a popular series, but it's not a massive series. It's not like, it's not like a God of War or an Uncharted or a Halo or something. Obviously Halo wasn't on there, but you know what I mean, that kind of thing. And there's been some mixed reviews for it too. And I think, I think that they've, if I'm being honest, I think they kind of let themselves down in the last part of the year. I think they could have done with one more exclusive. I'm not saying that was an easy thing to do because I'm sure the games, you know, the order, for example, if it's not ready, then they're not going to ship the game, obviously. But I do think that Microsoft is definitely, I think Microsoft started off badly, uh, at worst. PS3, PS4 started off really, um, really well. And slowly they kind of reached this, reached this kind of middle ground. But as the year's gone on, uh, as very 2014 has gone on and coming to a close, I think Microsoft, in terms of exclusives, have really, really done well at the back half of the year. I mean, you've got Halo, and you've got uh, the Master Chief Collection, and you've got, uh, oh, God, the um, Exom- Sunset Overdrive. Sunset oh, Overdrive. Sunset as I like to call it. Overgrind, yeah. <laughs> Things like that. And I just think that, I just think, I'm not saying Sony PS4 has had a weak holiday period, because it hasn't. You know, you can't forget the third-party games. But I just think it's not quite as good as it was looking earlier in the year because games have been delayed and like I said Drive Club has had a really bad launch no matter no matter what we what score we gave that game no matter what you think of a game it did have a very bad launch and it's still being plagued by issues now the PS Plus edition isn't even out and I think yeah I just think um I just think it couldn't it could have been it just could have been a bit better I think if I'm being completely honest don't hate me you know if you disagree with me if you agree email us at podcast at psu.com but that's my opinion so I do think um, and uh, apparently there have been whispers as well that the Xbox One has been out selling PS4 um, in the UK for the last couple of weeks as well. So I think definitely Microsoft has definitely turned a corner. I don't know how fast they're going to catch up, but it will be interesting. But next year, early next year is really going to, I mean, that, that's looking really, really strong for PS4. That is. So we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. But there we go. That, that's my kind of rant over. Um, ben, uh, what do you think? I think... I wish the PS4... Well, actually, I don't wish the PS4 more games. It has too many games. Mm. Uh, uh, you, know, it, you know, it'd be nice to have more exclusives, but considering how many games are out, uh, and much, as much money as, you know, there's enough, so many games out this year that I don't have too much of a problem with there being not many exclusives. Yeah, I suppose, you, you know, people have only got so much money. And even, <laughs> I know it's a botched up release but still there's not many you know you said Sunset Overdrive Master Chief Collection well PS4's got Little Big Planet and Drive Club you know it's there's, I think there's three exclusives on the Xbox because Forza is kind of in the window as well versus yeah. two so it's not like either of them have huge amounts anyway it's not like one's got no I just think that um, I just think that Halo is kind of a bigger selling brand than like um drive club's a new ip so that's quite risky and uh little big planet isn't quite it's not the biggest series sony has no. i mean but the problem you know with the master I'm... chief collection is it's well yeah. it's fixed now but at launch it, it had a lot of bad press because it was a buggy collection oh i see um, oh, right. the, the frame rate was unstable the game was unstable the game would crash it had a 21 gigabyte update Covers a lot of that these days, isn't so it? So it was, <laughs> it wasn't, you know, it would have, uh, wasn't, it yeah. wasn't great. Wasn't without its mishaps. So, then. yeah. I mean, the matchmaking does, didn't work, so you couldn't really play multiplayer. Oh, balls. So it's not like it was free for bugs either, so. Right, well, that's a good point, actually. It swings so and roundabouts for Drive Club and Halo. Yeah, yeah. The difference is Halo's been fixed. <laughs> Drive Club. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. <laughs> or at least, I think it's been fixed. Whether it's been fully fixed or not, I don't know. I don't know about yeah. Xbox. Um, though, I must admit, if you do get Little Big Planet, do not, do not upload the save. Do not upload save to Plus. Oh, okay. It's, it'll <laughs> take up half your space instantly. Holy, oh, God, the, uh, God, the, the save file is 500 meg. Holy crap. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> the, <tip. laughs> the beta test save file, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to talk about this, but I will anyway. Um, uh-huh. This is because people are complaining that the 500 meg is huge, and it is. Mm. The beta test save file was one gigabyte. Oh. So that would have been your plus instantly. Holy... Wow, that's a, that's a hell of a lot, man. Yeah. So that one save would have filled your plus storage for your cloud. Oh, wow, that that's just not on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just not on. <laughs> yeah, so, for people who complain about 500 meg, yeah, enjoy enjoy what it was before, one gig. <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah, anyway, there's some issues, and I think what really helps the Xbox One this Christmas is the price cuts. I mean, I yeah, was, in town, I think it was Call of Duty... Forza, no GTA Five. Sorry, GTA Five. Forza. Yeah. And oh, what's the other game? There's three games anyway. An Xbox One for three hundred forty-nine uh-huh. quid. Wow, that's very good. Yeah. You know, I saw some similar deals on Amazon. Very tempting. Yeah. So that's yeah. what's helping it with the price cuts and. Oh, definitely, absolutely, definitely. I mean, but I wasn't even looking at it until they dropped the price and got rid of Connect and everything. Yeah. Yeah, but that's good news. Um, Gary, how about you? Um, a couple of things. Uh, I, I'm I'm kind of baffled as to why EA is making this kind of announcement uh, instead of Microsoft. Yeah. Um, I don't see why EA even cares uh, to to make an announcement like that. Like, why are they saying, "Oh, Microsoft's catching up"? I don't see the point for a third party publisher to say that. Um. <clears throat> That should be a Microsoft announcement, not not an EA one. Um, mm. The second thing, uh, I, I I personally don't think it's bad that uh, there aren't as many exclusives on the PS4 this year, simply because if you look at this holiday lineup, I don't blame Sony for pushing their titles back uh, to not compete with Assassin's Creed and Call of Duty, GTA Five, and Smash Brothers. That's a good point. There is a a lot of damn big games, though. Yeah, a lot of huge games. You know, Dragon Age. Just too many huge titles. And yeah, I forgot all about Grand Theft Auto as well, so that goes to show how many there are if I forgot one. <laughs> yeah, and Grand Theft Auto is probably the biggest one. But, you know, pushing them back a couple couple months will help Sony in the long run because they already have two exclusives coming out in the next three months with... Uh, the Order and Bloodborne, yeah, and a lot of people are gonna buy Bloodborne just because it's from the guys who made Dark Souls. Well, you know, is it yep. Bloodborne now end of March? Yes. Uh, Bloodborne yeah. is March. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Order is February. Yeah. This is so in the next four months. You'll you'll have two exclusive titles there. Yep. <clears throat> so I, you know, I I could they could have released the Order this year. I believe it was scheduled for this year and then they pushed it yeah. back to February and that's probably a good move because I, I think the order would have been slaughtered this holiday season yeah um, yeah that, that's for a new IP a lot of people don't usually buy new IPs you know, unless they're from a huge massive studio but you know, I, I just don't see a problem with with the titles they have I mean they have the, the bundles that came out on Tuesday uh, on the 18th the yeah. Grand Theft Auto Five and The Last of Us Remastered bundle for I think it's four hundred dollars. Yeah, four hundred dollars US. That's that's an awesome bundle. That is. So yeah, and then yeah. there's the family bundle. You know, same price, four hundred dollars. You get Lego Batman Three and Little Big Planet Three. So awesome. I don't, uh, which is another great bundle. So uh, I don't know. Like, yeah, Mike. A lot of people expected Microsoft to be catching up now, but. I, I, I don't see it as being a big problem from Sony. I do think Sony has kind of uh, become too relaxed uh, over this holiday season. They're like, oh, you know, we, we've made enough money. We can kind of, you know, that's, play safe. That's what I was trying to say. They've got a bit too complacent. I was trying to find the right words there, but it failed me. Yeah, I think they've got a bit complacent. 
Yeah. That's what I was trying to get. Yeah. So yeah, they're, they're just playing it a little safe, you know, and yeah. there's a lot of things they can do. You know, they just released the PlayStation TV. Yeah. You know, why not bundle that with the PlayStation 4 or with the Vita, you know, bundle those two together. If people want the PlayStation TV, you know, why not put to, you can get a lot of Vita sales that way and you can get even more PS4 sales if you bundle the two. Yeah, definitely. I don't know, but yeah, those are the two things that I wanted to say. Cool. Well, um, this next one won't really surprise anyone, but it's still classes big news, in inverted commas. Uh, Call of Duty Advanced Warfare has become the biggest entertainment launch of 2014. Activision <laughs> announced. Yeah, so if those of you who haven't been following this kind of stuff, that basically means it's uh, generated revenue higher than any other media property, which includes movies, books, music, and, of course, video games. Uh, the series as a whole has generated $10 billion, uh worldwide in sales since its inception in 2003. Yes, it really is 11 years old. Um, that puts it ahead of uh, some films, including The Hunger Games, as a franchise for Hung- Hunger Games, Transformers, Iron Man, and The Avengers combined. That is a hell of a lot of um, cash, that is. I mean, though, those movies are massive, especially The Avengers and Iron Man. I mean, geez. So, yeah, that's incredible, that is. It still makes me laugh when people... Um, yeah, I'm not surprised by this. Um, it still makes me laugh how people continue to ignore these kind of feats in video games on, like, mainstream mainstream press and TV. They have, like, segments on clothes and music and movies and everything, but they continue to ignore video games. It's, I think it's so many... There's so much ignorance these days in mainstream media coverage because they just don't... I mean, this kind of thing, this has just kicked everyone's ass. Uh, Advanced Warfare has any kind of songs, any kind of music, uh, sorry, movies, books, any and, and other games. It's just completely obliterated it. And yet, you can, I, I bet no one's going to report on this at all. I think it's just crazy how people don't acknowledge the feats that video games are going. Even if it's just, even if it's just a load of big numbers, it's still, it's still something that should be noted. So that, that's that's the thing that comes to mind when I think about this. The actual. You know the fact that it's done this, I'm not surprised at all. It usually, what does it do? This most years, I think it's um, I think maybe um, I'm not sure if Ghosts and um, Black Ops Two um achieve the same thing. I don't think Ghosts did, but I'm not, I know I know that um, Call of Duty is um, pretty much smashed records in ever since I think the Modern Warfare Two days. Um, certainly Modern Warfare Two, Black Ops, um, then Modern Warfare Three. I think that achieved it. I'm not too sure about Black Ops Two and and. Go- especially ghosts but but you know this has happened many times in the last like five years so yeah um well well done to them you know pat on the back uh how about you guys um gary anything to say on this um i i i agree with you to a point i think they should get more mainstream media uh but then again i don't see why it doesn't uh or i i see why it doesn't i should say um you, you can't in, in my opinion you, you shouldn't um like compare two different medias just because they're two different entertainments. You know, you can compare games to other games, but in my opinion, you shouldn't compare games and movies and how much they make uh, in their own. Um, what am I trying to say? Uh, Category kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. builds of entertainment. Yeah, yeah. Like people don't say, "Oh, you know, Katy Perry's song did more money than the Avengers movie." Yeah, I see what you mean by that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know that they're they're you know they don't make they don't have award shows where they combine the two. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So in a way, I, I don't I, I can see why they don't do it, but I agree with you that games should get more mainstream press. Uh, yep. They get a lot of mainstream press when it's negative press. Yeah, it's only neg- yeah negative, and that's pretty much it, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but then again, that's how media works. You know, the uh, negative stuff, the bad stuff, gets the most publicity. So controversy. Yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> it should get more more press, in my opinion, but it doesn't. There we go. And uh, Ben, how about you? Uh, I wish it would get more press, but I guess that's just how life is. <laughs> Annoying. Yeah. Ben, very philosophical there, Ben. Um, how about <laughs> um, the actual feat itself? I mean, I, I, I take it you're not surprised Call of Duty's done and, you know, smashed this record again. No, not really. It's Call of Duty. Yeah. If, to be honest, I, I think it'd be more smash, uh, more, more <laughs> surprise if it didn't break. If it didn't sell yeah, much at all, yeah. that'd be that'd be the yeah, biggest. I quite, shocker. I quite agree with that. I could have said it better. Um, 
as much as I, I don't mind the series, but if oh, that yeah. would be the, the big yeah, it shock would. of all. The day that Call of Duty basically flops will be a mass. That would be that I get heads turning. <laughs> um, yeah. Speaking of what we were saying earlier about exclusive, we've got um, the PlayStation Experience is coming up next month, only next month. And uh, the order eight and eight is going to be there, and it's also going to be um, uh, they're going to showcase a never be- never before seen demo, all new gameplay. Apparently, uh, this was um, tweeted um, by um, Ready at Dawn. Um, so not much to go on. Only that, um, well, the actual tweet says the PlayStation Experience will feature a hands-on demo of never before seen the order eight and eighty six gameplay. So. Um, I understand they've been showing the same demo pretty much since E3, so people are getting fed up of seeing that. So this is good news, obviously. I mean, I'm excited to see something new on the game because they did actually say, um, well, I'm not sure if it was, um, I think it was just filed under rumour at the time, but there was a report that came out that the demo that they've been showing uh, was quoted as being ancient. So if it is that old, it'd be really nice to see how far the game has come along because the um, there were a few negative things about the orders um, regarding that demo, so it'd be really good to see if it can solids for critics by saying, "Hey, here's what, here's you know, here's our game. This is what it looks now. Forget that. This is what it looks like now." So yeah, I'm excited for this. Um, the PlayStation Experience is December sixth um, to the seventh, uh, so yeah, not too long to go now, guys. A couple of weeks. Um, so are we excited to see more of the order, Ben. How about you? All I can say is I don't know how critics could be disappointed with that demo. It's so short. That's the only disappointing thing about the demo. Ah, uh, yeah, I didn't. Um, I can't remember exactly what some yeah. people said. It was um, just some random, you yeah. know, gaming sites. I was looking at and everything. I think, I think it was, it was more. It wasn't the graphics. It was more yeah. to do with just with the gameplay or something. Well, the, but the I, demo I itself is about a minute long, minute and a half, two minutes long. So I don't oh, know wow. how people how people judge the gameplay off that. Really, to be honest. Yeah, that, that's not much. There was at a little all, bit with... of a shooting section. There was a QTE, yeah. and then there was yeah. another little bit of a shooting section. And that was it. That was the demo. Oh wow! Yeah, you can't make, you can't make a judgment call on that, surely. I know. Yeah. So I, I know I played it. You're a gamer, so. Alright, I'm calling bull. Then yeah, it's just <laughs> it's just felt like I I don't know how. Yeah. That's why oh, I didn't well, write anything about it because I. Too the, short. <laughs> what was I going to write? I I did a bit of a shoot. I shot someone and then did a QTE. Yeah. <laughs> and and then I I it did a bit of a clap because it looked good. Done. <laughs> Best. Oh dear. Best review ever. Ten out of ten. Yeah. Uh, apparently, Gary says our voices have become really, really disoriented. But um, that seems the. <laughs> Hopefully, that's just hidden. And how about you, Gary? Are you looking forward to seeing more of the Order Eight and Eight Six at the PS Experience? I am uh, very much looking forward to it. Uh, I think the game has looked great so far. I don't know what all the complaints are coming from, but but I haven't played it, so I can't really say. Uh, one way or the other if it's good uh, just from what I've seen it looks great uh, I'm excited to see something new though uh, I'm hoping it's not going to be a stealth sequence because those never perform well uh, at, at shows so yeah. yeah yeah I agree with that Definitely. we'll see I mean there's there's been a lot of bad hype going into that game you know a lot of people are just saying it just it looks pretty and that's pretty much it it, it plays like a generic shooter but we'll we'll see what happens Cool, cool. Wow. I want to say that the the graphics are why I want it. I am yeah, very shallow sometimes, and <laughs> I, I love games that have very pretty, shiny things. And if a game looks very good, as long as it's not a buggy mess, I will I will buy it because sometimes gra- gameplay is important, but sometimes you just want a game to show up, show off what the PS4 can do. Oh hell yeah! I think we're all guilty about it at some point. Go! Yeah. I go! I remember doing that with the Dreamcast, saying, "Hey, look at Sonic, man! Look at that whale!" <laughs> look that at whale was amazing. Yeah, back back in nineteen ninety nine, it bloody was, at least definitely. Um, okay, guys, well that's all the news, and um, we'll head over to some reviews now. We've got quite a few actually. Um, uh, first up, we have um, Shadow Warrior by Brian King. He calls this a world blood, uh, blood-soaked ride. I can definitely attest to that because I played this um, a couple of weeks before it was out, and yeah, bloody, bloody hell, <laughs> literally. Um, the final word: uh, Shadow Warriors, without a doubt, <clears throat> a big dumb thrill ride. It isn't looking to push the boundaries of what we can expect from a video game narrative, but it could help. But it could have perhaps invested a bit more in keeping its blades sharp through more diverse enemy types and combos. However. 
even with that said, even the dull blade is fun to swing around at times. Nicely said. He gave us a seven. Uh, he liked the old school approach, the satisfying swordplay, and the humorous, unapologetic narrative. However, he la- uh, disliked the lack of enemy um, diversity, the subpar visuals, and the frustrating maps. Um, ben, I know you expressed interest in Shadow Warrior, didn't you? Have you yeah. got this game? Yeah, I, I don't know what game he's been playing because I, I, I would not call it subpar visual- visuals at all. They're beautiful. I played, from what I can remember, the graphics were, I played the PS4 version, yeah. the graphics seemed quite nice to me. I mean, I, it's yeah. it's been a while, like, it was, you know, we'd go a month or yeah. so back, but they, they look pretty good. Yeah, yeah I mean, were... some, part, some parts weren't back, some yeah. parts didn't look great, but overall, it was pretty. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was very pretty. Yeah. So I, 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 I don't know what he, if he says frame rate, because I had some issues with the frame rate at times, it's fair enough, but yeah. pretty graphics is something I would not say, I would say that that's one thing it does have. Yeah, it was it was quite a vibrant game because yeah. it was a lot of outdoor, I remember the yeah. outdoor locations especially. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, okay. Um, next up is kill <laughs> kill all zombies review. Blood soaked sports entertainment shooter is almost a ratings winner. This is by Neil Bolt. Good on though. He gave us a six point five. Uh, kill all zombies brings some fresh inventive ideas to the twin stick shooter model and is compelling enough to be worthy of repeated plays. But currently there is very little meat on its bones, probably because they're all decomposing. Ha <laughs> Um. Score chasing is addictive. Uh, the fresh twists on the genre and the power-up system is great are three of the things that he likes about the game. However, he disliked the fact that aiming feels slightly off. Uh, the, light on, uh, the fact that it's light on content at launch and the melee combat is weak. Uh, get that with 6.5 to kill all zombies. Very, very... One of those games that does exactly what it says on the tin, as the saying goes. <laughs> um, cool. Uh, any of you guys play this at all? Out of any, any interest? Oh, I I have not played it. No, okay. uh, I I think it's a twin stick shooter, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. He mentioned that. Yeah, yeah it's I'm, a twin I'm, stick. I'm not big on twin stick shooters, so I'll, I probably won't be getting it. Cool, cool. Uh, ben, have you any experience with this at all? No, I don't mind twin stick shooters, but I'm not a huge fan of them. And there's one out next month that I really want, so I'm gonna wait for that. Cool. Um, well, that brings us to our, uh, to our next review. This is um, Never Alone by Simon Says. Um, <clears throat> I always laugh at that. Uh, he gave this a 7 out of 10. Uh, he summarised, um, On occasion, gameplay feels stale due to the lack of depth and frustrates with frequent death inevitable. Uh, uh, I presume he means inevitability there. But, um, but the authenticity of a folklore tale coupled with a great art style engaging Video doc takes you on a journey that actually feels refreshingly unique and certainly worth a look at its modest price point. Nicely dead. Uh, said. Dead? <laughs> Nicely said. Uh, he liked the immersive town made even more authentic through the use of insightful video documentaries, the charming visual style and audio. Uh, the gameplay works perfectly in tandem with the storyline in Inuit culture. Uh, however, he disliked uh, the teammate AI, uh, the fact that the teammate AI can be erratic if you don't take advantage of a two-player co-op mode. Uh, the lack of depth in terms of gameplay and the fact that sometimes it's hard to do the most simplest of things. Oh, yes, that's quite frustrating in games. That is, that's happened to me many times. Um, that was 7 out of 10 for Never Alone. Uh, this seems quite a good, um, in, visually speaking, it's quite a striking game from what I remember. I haven't played it, but I've seen, I've seen a lot on it. Um, you, uh, guys, have you played this at all, Never Alone? Nope. No, I have not played it, but I am interested in it. I'm I'm always interested in games that are not all about combat and action. So yeah, uh, cool. more more story driven games. So yeah, that wasn't it. You who did um, Gary? Did you do that um, game that was? Um, uh, it was quite a story based one. It involved in World War One. It was sort of a cartoony looking game. Yeah, Valiant Hearts. Yeah, you liked that, didn't you? I absolutely love that. Yeah, game. if you yeah. haven't played that game, it has. It's literally one of the saddest games I've played. Yeah, I haven't played that, actually. It does look really good, but yeah. I have to check it out. Um, next up, ooh, this is a big one, guys. Uh, um, this is Little Big Planet 3 by Carl Prahl. Um, he says, Little Big Planet 3 brought more creative capabilities than its predecessors and tutorial levels for teaching the basics to patient newcomers. Adventure Mode fails to innovate in the same way, rele- uh, relegating the most interesting additions, playable heroes, old sock, toggle, and swoop, to a small handful of levels. Uh, he likes the larger environments, the refreshing style of new heroes, and the create mode tools encourage new game genres. However, he dislikes odd sock tool and swoop are underused. That's the three new characters he mentioned. Uh, the pulp, uh, 
what pop it academy slow start and the sporadic glitches um that's interesting about little Big planet um, i was mentioning that earlier it's um this one has got more mixed reviews than any little big planet game i've seen um usually it's a it's a good you know eight eight point five to nine out of ten game misses but there have been a lot of um not bad scores but there have been a lot of seven in, you know in the sevens on this us included 7.5 so yeah um it's interesting that this is actually developed by Sumo Digital and not Media Molecule. Um, so, you know, make of that what you will. But there we go. Next up is um, Assassin's Creed Rogue by some um, British git called Mike Harridan. So I don't know how the hell he's still at this site, I'll tell you that. Um, <laughs> I gave this a 7.5, I believe. I should know what I gave the game that I reviewed. Yes, it was 7.5. I summarised, obviously, oh, is quite an easy one. Uh, Assassin's Creed Rogue is a solid and slightly uninspired entry in a long-running franchise that would appeal mostly to hardcore fans. Um, I enjoy the interesting story. Uh, plenty, the fact there's plenty of content in there, definitely is. And the naval combat is still great fun. However, I disliked some, uh, the poor voice acting, or some poor voice acting. It was kind of hit and miss on that. Uh, the lack of new ideas and the fact the story is too short. Um, this is basically Black Flag... Um, Point. Uh, this is Black Flag 1.5. This is it's a great. It's a if you like Black Flag, then you should get this. It's a good game. There's lot. There's quite. There's a few new things in there, but overall the game is very. It builds on the template. They reuse a lot of assets and stuff. So that may be disappointing to some, but it's still a solid game. And the, the, the new things that they do have in there are kind of cool. There's um you're now um in a different part uh, of um you're now in. Uh, the North Atlantic and a lot of the parts and um, you come across, um, you go to New York, for example, and a few other places. Um, Sleepy Hollow is a location in there. Uh, no headless horsemen, sadly. Um, but you're also, <laughs> but um, you're also, um, you're, you're now on the Templar side. You start off as an assassin, but you do transition to the Templar side, which kind of puts an interesting spin on things. For example, the assassins, the assassin missions now, you have to stop them. You capture the pigeon and you have to stop the assassins from attacking the target. Uh, you can do that either by defending him as they attack, or you can take them out silently before. There's usually you get about uh, two minutes or so to do that. There's a couple of other things in there. You know, you now t- um, the collectibles. You now have Viking uh, parts of Viking swords to assemble. You uh, now uh, you can take um, you can find new collectibles in these um, old sort of totem pole ruins. There's cave drawings which you can decipher by using eagle vision. So they switch some things out from before with other things but it's still it's still really good fun and the, the map is huge it really is huge i mean black flag was massive but this took me by surprise there's a lot of locations to visit there's tons of collectibles so um and it looks pretty good you know for the asian hardware so yeah um if you enjoyed Assassin's Creed 4 then get this definitely um that's all i got to say on that pretty much uh, apart from some of the bad uh irish accents um i found the uh, right-hand man, Christopher Gist, I think his name is. He was. I just found his voice really annoying. I, I can't put into. It's really hard to put into words why I, I thought that, but it's just. It's just something about his voice. He just sounds so monotone the way he talks. You know, there's no kind of like. There's no oomph in his voice. And um, Shay, the uh, protagonist, is um, uh, he's quite cool, but um, the the boy, the uh, Irish accent is a bit overdone in places. Uh, so yeah, but there we go. Um, last but not least, we have. One second before you switch. Yeah, sure. Wait, you play a Templar the entire game? You play a Templar for about 80% of the game. You start off as an assassin and not before. Um, after a couple of missions, you go to the Templars. Why, why is it called Assassin's Creed then? It should be, As- called, it should be called Templar Creed. <laughs> Assassin's Creed Rogue. So I guess, you know, he's the rogue. So, you know, there we go. Te- te- I'm going to call it, t- it's going to be Templar Creed now. Templar, okay. Well, Templar Creed then, yeah. Templar, Templar Creed, Creed yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, but yeah, there we go. So um, if you want an interesting spin on things, get that, because it was quite an interesting story. I just wish it was longer. Um, last but not least, we have The Wolf Among Us PS4. Um, don't be afraid of the remastered Bad Wolf. This is by Richard Archer. Uh, that's a name that some of you should recognize if you've been with us a while. He used to write reviews for us earlier this year, and he's just come back to do this. Um, he gave us a 9.5. Uh, he said, The Wolf Among Us on, P- on the PS4 is a magnificent re-release that fans should enjoy. If you haven't played it yet, and then add, um, then add the game to your two-playlist immediately. I'm sure we've all got one of those this year. Uh, he liked the almost flawless remastering of a PS3 classic. Uh, the, an atmospheric and exciting whodunit with plenty of twists and turns. The superb use of music, graphics, and sound that bring a comic book, uh, comic book noir spectacularly, spectacularly to life. 
well, a bit tongue-tied there. Um, unfortunately, he, um, he disliked, uh, while the graphics are great, they could benefit from an upgrade. So, yeah, I don't know why I said unfortunately, because that's pretty minor, actually. So, yeah, a 9.5, and deservedly so by the sound of it. That was The Wolf Among Us on PS4. Um, look out for my review of The Walking Dead Season 1 and 2 on PS4 um, relatively soon. By the time this goes up, uh, it should be... Well, I'm hoping it will be up this week. That's what I'm going to say. I don't see why it shouldn't. Um, do you, um, <clears throat> I don't know if there's any other reviews um, that are com- coming up, Guy. Anyone, uh, Gary, do you have any reviews coming up at all? Yes, Lego Batman 3. Excellent. Oh, great, great, great. It, it's, it's, it's all ready to go, just needs editing. Okay, that's cool. Um, ben, you don't have anything coming up, do you? No, I'm not a reviewer anymore, remember? Oh, I thought maybe you, um, you had a few things snuck in there. <laughs> nah, nothing for me. Okay. Well, Richard's come back, so who knows? Um, it'd be cool to, actually, it'd be cool to see Richard review a few more games. He was, um, it's good to have you back, Rich, if you're listening. Um, he actually used to do our podcasts. Um, he used to edit them, and he put together the intro music as well. Um, so good to have you back, Rich. I, 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 thought, it was, I thought we did a contest for that, did we? Um, when I, well, the, he did the uh, voice at the beginning when he goes, "What well, you're listening to, PlayStation ah. Unchained." That's Richard. <laughs> oh, wow. that's what, sorry, that's what I meant. He he actually did the in, the um in, the introduction voice. So yeah, there we go. That mystery is now solved. <laughs> um, cool. Well, guys, a hell of a lot of games out this month. Um, we've um from what I've seen on PSN, you guys have been really busy. So we're getting to that point now where we talk about what we've been playing. Uh, it also gives me a chance to have a breather. And I also want to see who left the X Factor quickly. So I will pass it on to Ben. What games have you been playing? Uh, well, week? I've been playing a bit of Far Cry 4. I'm loving it. Uh, I've got, the stealth missions annoy me, though, because I'm not very stealthy. Um, but I've been enjoying that. And then ever since Dragon Age came out, I can't stop playing. All oh, right. It is an amazing game. I, I'm an elf, I'm a wizard. I am amazing. How is it compared to number two? Because I know that was a uh, that was like a sort of a, a, a pitfall for some people. It was for my mate Tim anyway. This is a lot better than two. Trust me. Ah, if okay. You, it's it, the graphics are amazing. The the world's huge. Yeah. Uh, it's just oh, it's amazing. So yeah, I do recommend it if you're a big fan of RPGs, or even if you're not a big fan, you're just a fan of games. I'd recommend it. Awesome. Quality. Um, so, yeah, of course, I can't wait till fr- next Friday as well, because there's another game I really want. So, uh, what game's that? Pokemon's out. Oh, right, sorry, I haven't really kept up with a lot of the... Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Pokemon's stuff. out next Friday. Well, it, it's been out since last week for North America, but yes, they delayed it? it for Europe, because they were worried about Europe spoiling it, so... <laughs> Cool, cool, cool. Um, is that, uh, shall we move on to um, Gary now, or is there anything else you've been playing? Yeah, no, that's that's pretty much it. Cool, cool. Okay, Gaza, take it yes. away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I've also been playing Dragon Age uh, Inquisition. Uh, I'm still loving that game. Uh, it's it's my favorite game this year. Uh, ben and I went into some multiplayer matches as well, which was quite fun, even though we're trapped with some pretty terrible teammates. At most points. <laughs> um, uh, Lego Batman 3, uh, like I mentioned earlier, I've been playing that. Fantastic Lego game. Uh, and it's Batman, so you can't go wrong with Batman. At least for me, you can't. Uh, probably another big game I'm playing is Smash Brothers on the Wii U now. Uh, it came out on Friday. Oh, I'm... oh wow. What's, that? What's it like, man? I've been keeping an eye on that game. That game is insanely fun, man. It's Nintendo. I they can make the same game every year, and it'll be better than any other company putting out the same game every year. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Smash Brothers Wii U, man. Like it, it still plays the same uh, how you would remember. You know, you pick up items. The the move sets are pretty much the same. You execute yeah. them the same, but just they add so much more stuff. Like they now added eight player battles instead of the regular four, which is just insane. My my friends and I played eight-player battles yesterday, and you literally have no idea what's going on at, at the point. <laughs> you just <laughs> tap the buttons and hope your character is not dying all the time. Um, they added a bunch of modes, uh, all, all new Smash Tour, where you kind of run around on a game board. Uh, you try to collect as many power-ups as you can, and then by the end of the, the, the board game, you go into a battle, 
with yeah. all your power-ups that you've collected. So if you didn't collect as many, you'll probably get owned very quickly. Um, cast of characters, I'm, I'm kind of disappointed in to a point. Uh, I'm starting to feel like a lot of these characters should just be removed completely from Smash Brothers because they just suck. <laughs> <laughs> like, my personal opinion of Smash Brothers is I don't know why it's an like a competitive fighting game because I don't see people having strategies in this game. You know, it, it, it's what it, it's what I would call the definitive button masher. Like if if you have strategies in Smash Brothers, congratulations to you. You're one of the few because I can I cannot figure out a strategy in Smash Brothers. I was There's watching no some videos about strategies in that game actually. It, people, it's all about like I they've they've changed a lot of it since the original games, but the original ones it was all about. Um, uh, what's it timing like if you use the uh, the Z button as you land instead yeah. of staggering you would just do a roll instead so you'd cut seven frames off your jump and stuff like that where you got to do in split second timing and you can get an achievement you know like if you're going off you know if you're getting shot off to the side uh, if you press up yeah hold the opposite direction of the which you're going uh, you'll allow yourself. So you're going right. If you hold up, you'll slow down, and so forth. Um, and each map have you has different sort of areas where you get knocked off, where you don't need as much damage taken to you to push you off the map. So people will study which map is best for which character that does certain moves. So a certain character that will knock forward more than it will upwards will be better on a different map than another character. You see, right. see to me. To me, that just ruins the whole fun of what Smash Brothers is, in my opinion. If you're studying it to that point where you're, oh, this area, you can knock a guy off easier over here. So I'm going to hang out in this area the whole time and kill people this way. Also, if you press dark, you can avoid being stun-locked as well. (sighs) I, I don't know. To me, it's all about getting friends together and just going at it. Like, I tried to play the game by myself, and I was bored. (laughs) <laughs> well, I wouldn't say I was bored. It was still fun, but it's not as fun as just going head-to-head with your friends and talking trash to each other. But I personally feel Smash Brothers is an incredibly unbalanced game, and yeah. it has been for a very long time. There are just some characters that completely suck. I, I, in my opinion, Donkey Kong is one of the worst characters ever. <laughs> how, how people play with Donkey Kong, I have no idea. I, dude, I gotta ask this just because I am a massive Smash Brothers fan. Is um, please tell me that my favorite Captain Falcon is there? Oh, he's there. Falcon, Pong! With, with his punch and his freaking uppercut that just yeah. always kills everybody in one hit. Oh, I love that guy. Show me your moves. <laughs> <laughs> Little Mac is incredibly cheap. He has a move where you know how all the characters have a charge attack. Yeah. His charge deck, he pretty much charges his punch, and if you're a weak character, you're not going to be able to stun him to break up the charge attack. All right. And if it's fully charged and he hits you, he will literally kill you in one hit. <laughs> oh, like, God. The attack does, like, 200% damage. And he hit, he goes across, like, maybe a 25-yard area or something like that, and he will literally kill everybody in that area. Along with himself, because he'll just fly off the map if it's close to an edge. Oh, wow. <laughs> is, um, is it true that um, Snake isn't in the game? Snake is not in the game, no. The the the, the guest characters this time are Pac-Man, yeah. uh, Sonic, and Mega Man. Oh, Sonic's still there. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I don't know how people play with Sonic, too. Like The guy just moves so fast, you can't yeah. control him at all. Like, I slightly moved the, the, the analog stick forward, and the guy just dashed to the other side of the map. Before I could even stop him. (laughs) How do you play with this character? But yeah, like I said, I think the game is very unbalanced. Like there's just some characters that are better than than other characters. And I think a lot of people, like I don't see a lot of people playing with Donkey Kong online at all. Because I just think he's a bad character. And how he's survived through the through the ages. I played his his DK a few times and he's just, I think... um, he is, yeah, he, he is really difficult to play as, and he, I don't think he's, um, well, I don't know. I didn't have that great um, great a time with him, but I think that the thing that just makes makes him so interesting is the fact that he's just so funny, just getting, you know, when you actually manage to win with him, it just winds my friend up so much, because it, it's just Donkey Kong, he's a giant ape, you know? It's just hilarious to beat someone with him. 
Especially when yeah. you do his taunt and just go like that. <laughs> it's just a great way to wind up my friend. My, my, my mate can't stand DK. I actually managed to beat him. I use the grabs a lot, I think. And he's, he's got long reach as well, DK adds. So yeah. I just get punching and grabbing. But yeah, he gets overwhelmed by the faster characters, though, totally. Same for Bowser. Um, yeah, they just get owned. Like, it's nice that they, they, they kind of make it harder for them to be affected by hits. Like, you can hit them, they'll take damage, but they won't react. Yeah. You know, but even then, if enough people start hitting him at the same time, it's not going to help you very much. Yeah, totally. Man. It's just so slow. It just blows my mind. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but, God, okay. you know, uh, for those who are wondering, uh, the, what are the Pokemon they added? I don't remember. He, he's the Boo Ninja again Pokemon. Uh, do you know his name, Ben? Uh, Green Ninja. He is the starter, one of the stars from the new games. Green Ninja? Green Ninja. I don't know how you... It's G-R-E Ninja. Okay, who, who's the other Pokemon, the blue one? That is the blue one. Oh, no, he's called something else in this game. Uh, there's the Mega Charizard. There's Charizard, isn't there? Yes. Mega Charizard, I mean, and then there's Green Ninja. No, I there's another. Anyways, uh, I don't remember what his name is, but he, for those who are wondering, he pretty much has the same moves as Mewtwo does. Oh, I was, yeah. Isn't Mewtwo in the game? Is an extra character. Nice. He's coming in as DLC later on. All right. Yeah. But this guy kind of plays like Mewtwo, but not really. He's just not as fun. He's not as fast. <clears throat> but it's nice that they kind of have a character who kind of has his moveset. But, you know, like, just characters, again, they're, just some, they're so unbalanced. Like, you can easily win with Meta Knight. Because his moves are just frantic combos. Oh, Meta Knight, God, yeah, he, he was. Yeah. Good. yeah, like he's the easiest character to win with. Yeah. He's kind of like the Wolverine of X Men, <laughs> Capcom, where everybody just picks Wolverine because he's so easy to play with. Ah, uh, Lucaro. Yes, yeah. Lucaro. There. You go. All right. I always liked. Um, I'll tell you what. My since we're talking special, apart from Falcon, obviously, I always liked and Mario because he's Mario, even though he's not actually one of the best characters, but I, he's pretty good. I always liked um, Fox and Falco because they're really fast and they got some really good combos as well. Yeah, they're they're in the game. Uh, Falco is unlocked. He's a hidden character. You have to unlock him. Yes, awesome, awesome. What yeah, about they're... what about Wolf? Wolf, 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 Star Wolf. No, I, I actually, I don't know if he's in the game. If he is, I haven't unlocked him yet. He's not part of the 40-man roster that you start with. Oh, right, because he was in Brawl, wasn't he, Wolf was? He was a new character in that. I forgot all about him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I actually like Toon Wink a lot more than Link. I think the, the Toon Wink is a lot funner to play with. He's got... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah but, like, just, just the attention to detail that Nintendo brings to their characters. Like, Mega Man, for example, he plays exactly like he plays in his games. Like, even his animations look like they're, like, stop-motion animation. <laughs> like <laughs> NES, the NES days. Oh, Mr. Gamer, what's your, he's a laugh. I'm actually, I'm playing um, Smash Brothers Melee with my niece, Rhiannon, who's, um, unlike, I, I, I play a lot of older games with her, cause, so she can just see how awesome they are, obviously. And um, she loves Smash Brothers. I'm getting her this Wii game for Christmas, but in the meantime, she's been playing Melee with me. And um, Mr. Game and Watch comes up a few times as a computer player when we're having a match, so she can she you set the, set the difficulty really low, so she can just beat up the computer player, and she usually chooses Game and Watch, and he's just he's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's fun. I I also feel like the Nintendo really beefed up the AI for the enemies. Uh huh. Like some of them will really use exploits to win. Like Yoshi. He uses his uh, eat and poop you out as an egg move uh, in the most yeah. cheapest ways. Like if you're close to death, he will literally drive you to the edge of the map, eat you, and poop you out oh, and kill yeah. you instantly because you yeah. can't avoid it at all. <laughs> oh god! Characters who have counters and dodges, they were utilize them all the time. Like half of the time, I couldn't even hit Marth because of his counters. You just counter your moves all the time. Oh, like, I don't yeah. want to fight you anymore. That's cheap. Yeah, I hate that move. I hate that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, cool. Well, um, um, what uh, you been playing any other games at all, mate? Oh uh, no, those those three are pretty much it. Cool. Well, that just leaves me. Um, well, I finished up on Rogue, obviously, and I started Assassin's Creed Unity. Um, I haven't actually played it in a week because I've been too busy and I've been on The Walking Dead. But I really enjoyed it from what I played so far. It feels different. It does feel different. The combat is a lot. It's a lot more slower pace for combat. You don't feel overpowered like you did in the other ones. You can't just like you know, 
block and counter, block and counter, like seven guys in a row or whatever. You um, you know, I got taken down by one person, which it never happens in the other games. So it's um, I think I think that's been balanced balanced nicely. It's it's a great looking game, and the parkour system is really good. I like the fact that you now parkour up or down. So getting down is actually a lot more. It's you don't have to like just drop and hope you're close to the ground or just like have to you know d- um bend down grab the edge keep doing that he just like jumps down really it's really seamless and stuff so i um it transitions really well so that's good um i haven't actually played enough of the game to really see you know at the moment i'm just like seeing what side quests are available and stuff because i love the collectibles so i need to put more time into it but yeah i like it and arno is really good he really reminds me of Ezio. he's probably one of the best he, he's, he's got a lot of um charisma about him he definitely reminds me of Ezio a lot so um hopefully that's what they were going for um apart from that i've been on uh the walking dead as i said um completed season one literally just before we started recording this podcast um on ps4 it's my third time through twice on the uh once now on ps4 um i love it i don't know what else to say i love the decision i love the characters in the game the decisions you make um it's just i i love those kind of the kind of old school cl- um point and click adventure feel i just love that it's very narrow it's highly narrative driven and i love that I'm glad all games aren't like that because you have to have more control over your characters. But you know, you can I can go to any other game for that. But I, I really do love a good narrative, you know, click and point adventure like this, and The Walking Dead, and I love the topic as well. I mean, I'm a big fan of a TV show and stuff. Um, I haven't read the comics, sadly, but the whole zombie theme is. I mean, I'm a massive zombie fan, so that that was obviously appealing. But I I, I think it's a great game. I, I could just it's one of those games you can go through more than once. You know, more, more, more than once. What I'm on about you, like three, four, five times. I can see myself going through this game because there's so many different options you can do. It's not. It's not just that draw that thing that brings you back to it. It's just the fact that there's. Um, it's just the fact that it's just so engrossing. The story is really, um, really just great to watch unfold. Even if you know what's happening, it's just the characters are really interesting, and it's just it. Um, the fact that you can change things as you go along. And you can choose it as you go. It's just, you know, this time I might do this, this time I might do that. It's just, I love it. It's great. And it's, you can play it in small doses as well. So it's perfect for that, especially, which, which is um, why I got it on the Vita. I mean, I love just playing, sitting there, play it half an hour in bed before I go to sleep or whatever, you know, put it on pause or whatever, or sleep mode or whatever. It's just great. I, I love, do love these kind of games. And um, Season two, I've yet to start, but obviously I played that on Vita, so you know I love that as well, and I can't wait to see what they do with the next season because there is going to be a season three, I believe. Uh, but yeah, that's about it, really. Um, no time for War Thunder yet. I have to go around and um, shoot some more um, dirty Russians in my Spitfire some other time. <laughs> uh, oh, well, dirty no, Russians? <laughs> no, sorry, no, no, no. I mean. Um, Shoot down German planes. Plane in, shoot down Germans in my yak. We yes. run same team during war, and you now you betray me. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> See, in, in um, our Russian planes are made of Stalingrad metal. They do not break. They are brilliant. <laughs> See, in Russia, we do not attach guns to planes. In Russia, we attach planes to guns. <laughs> it's good, yeah. Good, good. Stalingrad metal lasts forever. Russian planes are best. Awesome, <laughs> they really man. are they really are good as well the russian plays are really good got oh, nice. yaks <laughs> um a lot of people complain they're overpowered and the developers are russian as well so go figure <laughs> but there we go um they are great um what a twist <laughs> uh that's uh pretty much it uh for what games i've been playing um usually i play a lot more than that in a week but yeah um haven't had that much time for gaming this week at all. And The Walking Dead, I only started towards the end of the week, I think Thursday or Friday. So but that's the way the cookie crumbles. Um, well, I need to wrap this up now because I have to be up early in the morning. Um, so uh, before I carry on and wrap things up, um, Ben, do you have any um, announcements or shout-outs you want to talk about? Anything kind of miscellaneous-related? Well, I just mentioned about the giveaway that starts in two weeks. Of course, go for it. Um, well, literally, that's it. The, uh, I've talked about it a lot. Every day there'll be a PSN voucher given away. Yeah. It'll start December 1st. It'll run till December 25th. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm in talks with Stephen about doing another competition with the site as well at the same time. Great. So keep keep an eye out because Zod will be coming to your door very soon. Awesome, man. Thanks. Gary, do you have any sent, uh, shout-outs or any kind of any miscellaneous stuff you want to say? <laughs> Um, not not necessarily. No, I I do not. No, that can't be right. You 
every Russian must have something good to say about someone. You make me sad by calling me dirty. I don't want to talk. <laughs> cool, man. Well, um, I'll give a shout out to um, all you. Uh, first of all, you guys, thank you for joining me again. It's been great. Um, I'll do the contacts in a sec. I want to give a shout out to all the guys who have recently added me to um, PSN uh, on my PS4 account. Um, I've had quite a few people add me, actually. Uh, I've actually had Bonds add me. Our super fan, Alfonso. So it's great to have Fonz on my friends list. Um, I have to, I don't know, man, hook up and do some gaming sometime. I don't know what games you've got. If you've got Destiny, we'll do some Destiny or whatever. Because I haven't actually talked to this guy, you know, voice to voice. So that should be cool. Um, uh, also, Don, uh, you know, Don Oliveira. It's good to talk to you the other day, man. All the PSU um, fans out there, all the rest of the staff as well, supporting the podcast. And, of course, you guys here for listening. Um if you want to contact us, uh, you know the score by now, but I will reiterate. Uh, you can contact the podcast in general at, PS, uh, at podcast.psu.com. You can contact me at mike.harrodance at psu.com. You can contact Ben at... Uh, Ben.shubbehall at psu.com. Uh, Chile underscore UK on Twitter. And Chile on PSN. Chile on Neogaf. And outside your window. <laughs> yeah, that's so uh, um, Gary, um, you have uh, you've got a Twitter or whatever, haven't you? So you can um, read out yours if you like. Yes, I do have a Twitter. Uh, you can reach me on Twitter at Gagwaush. That's G A G L A U S H, or you can email me at uh, Gary. That's G A R R I at PSU dot com. Gagwaush, that is a good Russian name, yeah. This is a very good nickname I have. <laughs> cool. Uh, yeah, um, actually, um, to be fair, I think I'll probably start doing this now. Um, if For those of you who want to add me to PSN, guys, um, just say you're a fan of a podcast when you do, just so I know who it is adding me. Um, if you're a podcast listener, of course, or a fan, should I say. But then again, why would you be listening to this? Of course you're a fan. Uh, my addy is Billy underscore Cohen 84. Uh, the B and the C is capitalized. Again, that's Billy underscore Cohen 84. Uh, Resident Evil Zero fans will get the reference there, I'm sure. Um Cool. Well, that about wraps things up, guys. Please do subscribe to us on iTunes so you can get the podcast delivered to all your eye things. And we're on Facebook and Twitter. You know that. You know the score by now. Um, thank you for listening again, guys. It's been a blast recording with you two. Um, Gary, especially, I haven't spoke to you for a while. So um hope to um, hook up more in the future, actually. And hopefully my schedule will be a bit better going forward because I've been a bit um, kind of all over the place recently. I've actually been starting to get more of a social life and unfortunately it's impacting my unsocial life or my online life or whatever you want to call it. You know what I mean. <laughs> um, it's kind of ironic, isn't it? All the time I say I need to go out more and stuff and it's actually made, meaning that I don't have much time for um, online stuff. I wish you could juggle both. It's so difficult, man. Why does it have to be this hard? I should go back to being a hermit again. It was easier then. <laughs> um, no, I'm joking. I couldn't do that. Um, well, that's been episode 61. Um, please guys remind me if I've forgotten everything. Cause I keep at this time of the night, I keep thinking I've forgotten something, but I don't think I have. Uh, um, no, 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 I think we're good. Cool. Well, um, next week, uh, we will be back around the same time. I'm not sure who's hosting. Um, Ben, Ben is um, welcome to host. If you're up for it again, Ben, it's up to you, but we'll see uh, what happens. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. We'll just see how it goes. And, um, Thanks for listening again, guys. Um, that's been episode 61. This is the PSU Unchained cast signing out. It's good night from me. And it's good night from him. See you later, guys. Sweet. I was just waiting for Gary to go believe in Gary. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've got to stop it, don't I? <laughs> <laughs>